New Zealand-based home renovation company, 6,593% ROAS. Sydney-based solar company, 2,700% ROAS. Hunter region-based bathroom renovation company, 5,616% ROAS. Melbourne-based building company, 13,182% return on ad spend. Adelaide-based solar company, 2,881% return on ad spend. Guys, the list goes on and on. If you are a trade-based business and you work with projects like roofing, solar, bathroom renovations, kitchen renovations, anything like that, head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Book in a conversation. It is game changing. G'day guys. I just wanted to make a very quick shout out to Mr. Guy DT who left us a lovely five-star review over in iTunes. Uh, He said, uh, inspiring, relevant content, brilliant, genuine podcast with inspiring content, whether it be fundamentally different business models or hints and tips like the Pomodoro technique. In particular, thoroughly enjoyed the multi-part series about referrals and the home service millionaire. Uh, Guy, thank you very much for taking the time to leave that review. Um, folks, if you'd like to leave a review, please go ahead and do that. I will read it out before each podcast. And um, I will certainly uh, make an effort to promote wherever I can uh, these reviews. So uh, we really appreciate it. If you can take five seconds, you can head across to iTunes. Um, you can click on ratings and reviews there, and you can just navigate down to the write a review button and write a review. Uh, simple as that. We very much appreciate it. And it will take you all of, ooh, I reckon, 30 seconds. So uh, thank you. <laughs> Today's podcast has been proudly brought to you by Trady Web Guys. Trady Web Guys work with tradespeople only on their websites and marketing solutions to help them stand out from their competition. Everything from web design through to SEO, search engine marketing, content creation, you name it, guys. It is a customized solution for trade-based organizations, and it's fantastic. Head across to tradywebguys.com.au forward slash apply, fill in the form, and let's have a conversation. It'll be the best thing you could possibly do to kickstart 2019 the right way. Giving tradies and contractors around the globe the tools to run a modern business. You're listening to Toolbox Talks from the Site Shed. Now here's your host, Matt Jones. Hello and welcome back to Toolbox Talks on the Site Shed podcast. I am Matt Jones and you're joining myself with Danny Kerr from BT Academy all the way from Canada. Danny, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me, Matt. It's been good. Danny, this is the fourth and final episode in the uh, series we've called Scaling Your Business from 500,000 to 5 million. Now, the first episode was called Building Your One-Page Strategic Plan. Uh, The second episode was Structuring Your Company for Maximum Productivity. The third episode was How to Generate Rockstar Employee Applications. And in this episode, we're talking about maximizing your gross profit in your business. Uh, This has been an absolute rockstar series. Uh, as always, as expected, with uh, Danny, the man. Guys, Danny's left behind a whole bunch of awesome uh, resources you get hold of through the uh, the show notes and the resources section of the siteshed.com, uh, which is uh, forward slash resources. Go get them. They're absolutely brilliant. And he's just given us a bunch more as well to stick in that page uh, off the back of this uh, series. So make sure you go get hold of them. Danny, in this episode, we're talking about maximizing your uh, gross profit margin within your business. It ties into a podcast we did oh, quite a while ago now, probably a couple of years back, where we were talking about 
uh, lack of focus on your gross profit margin. I still think it's relevant, so I'm happy to talk about this again. More than happy, I sh- to be honest with you. I think that's one of the metrics which really dictate and lay a foundation for for most businesses, which most of us probably overlook or don't look at correctly. So I know you're a master of this, and I, I, I love talking to you about this sort of stuff because um, I've seen your spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> we live and breathe this stuff, so... It's good. I mean, yeah, it's so interesting. Like I talk to a lot of people and at a very basic level of business, they're like, how much revenue did you do? Revenue, revenue, revenue. And it's just all about revenue. And like, it doesn't mean shit. Yeah. And then you get to other people that are like, no, it's all about profit. It's all about net profit. How much net profit you made? Net profit, net profit. And I'm like, yeah, yes. But also sometimes no. Like there is years where as a company, you actually want to spend a lot of what you made to get ready right. for next year, exactly to reinvest right. in the team, to build assets in the company and yeah. not just have it all in cash. And so arguably what I've kind of figured out over the years is probably the most important number in the business is actually gross profit. Right. The money you make off of the project being produced. So after labor, subs and materials, how much profit's left. And the reason that is, is it's kind of like the pulse of the entire company. It, it tells you a lot about the production. It tells you a lot about how well you've been able to sell the job and how much you've been able to charge. It tells you a lot about your productivity of your people. It tells you a lot about the wastage of materials that's going on on sites. It's, it's, it's an indicator of a lot of other things that are either going well or not well in the company. At the end of the day, it's money that's left over in the... Like it's the asset as well, isn't it? I mean... It's, like it's you were what, saying, you can invest a lot of that and it would go into the net profit, you know, um, you know, you can invest that into marketing and all this kind of stuff. But if there's still money left over, that's a pretty good indicator. Yeah. Like, think of it like a machine, like a, like a vehicle. Like how much horsepower can you get out for amount of gasoline put in? Right. Like you can always just go like more horsepower, more, more fuel. But can you get more horsepower with the same amount of fuel? Right. Right. And, that, and that, that's the thought behind a lot of this because if you can be more efficient you could double your profit and literally have the exact same amount of revenue and just be more productive in the field. Because, because here's the thing, I watch a lot of companies at scale, you know, making say 10% net, maybe some a little more 15% net, but you could arguably save through a little bit of a, a price increase, say a three to 4% price increase on your customers and a four to 6% um, productivity um, increase in your field staff and your labor usage, you could double your profit. Because mm. that's 10% right there. A little bit of price increase, a little bit of labor and material usage on a, on a you know being more efficient there. That's ten percent. If your net's only ten, then you've doubled your profit. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I know these little these little um, paradigms, let's call it, um, are relevant across so many different areas. And like we, the common one that we see is people coming to us saying, "We need more leads. We need more leads. We need more leads." And then we go and look at their you know their database history, and they've got you know twenty thousand customers they've done work for over the last 10 years and they've never contacted any of them. Mm-hmm. You don't need no leads. What you need is <laughs> you need to engage with your clients better and retain. And it's kind of different, but kind of the same in the sense that, you know, what we you know, if you can, you know, fill the holes in the bucket or if we can, you know, increase little things here and there, which can add to that profit margin, effectively you're getting more bang for the buck. Totally. This is no more effort required, right? This is just more money for doing a few things in a more intelligent manner. So, yeah. So that, to me anyways, this is like the number one business metric to be following. And if you understand this as a, as a trades entrepreneur, then you can scale a company. Here's one other interesting thing about this. When you're in startup mode and you're doing your first you know, 
in, in your first 500K a year, you know, you're below $500,000 a year, you're probably also actively working in the business in a sense of producing some of the work yourself, taking care of a lot of the costs by just doing it yourself. And you might be standing high and mighty and on your stool being like, ha ha ha, like I make so much more money than all these other contractors and I even charge less than them. And being like, hey, you make you know, 30% margins on your jobs, I make 60. But it's because you did all the labor. Mm. And what's really dangerous in that is they're making enough money to pay themselves because they're also paying themselves the internal wage of an employee. And then making a little on top of that, right? When you first start a business, you're like, really? Like my boss charges me out at $60 an hour and pays me 20? Man, I'll go do this myself and I'll make the $60 an hour, right? And you might even be like, you know what? I'll book more work than him because I'll charge 40. Yeah. But I'm still making double what I used to. And so you start a business and you start a business at a lower contracted rate than most of your competition. And you build a business from doing that. And you get a list of clientele that like you because you're cheaper and you can afford to be cheaper because you are also employing yourself to do the work. But what changes at a half a million dollars plus is you are no longer the one doing the work. And you now need to employ somebody else at $20 an hour to go do it. And you might make $20 an hour off of their back. And you might be like, woohoo, I'll just pay myself with that money. But what you don't realize is you also have to pay for business expenses, things like advertising and vehicle costs and insurance and all these other things and taxes. And the business itself also needs to be paid. Which often, if you don't understand gross profit margin and you're growing a business and you're keeping with similar charge rates, leaves you out of the equation from getting paid anything unless you go work on the job. Interesting. Very interesting. I've seen this. It is very interesting. (laughs) And And it's one of the major reasons I watch a lot of small contractors that try to get big contract back down and say it's not worth it. There's no money in it. Yeah. Because they never understood what was going on, which was they needed to charge more and they need to work on productivity in their crews. And they need to schedule a certain amount of that profit to be going towards paying the company's expenses and enough left for them to be paying themselves and a net for the company. And that takes, that case, takes some measurement. It takes intentionality. Because what used to work when you were a small business doesn't necessarily work when you're a large company. Mm. It's different. Okay. Well, let's dive into this because I'm keen to hear about how, what that framework looks like in order to, to maximize you know, the, the profitability, but also just to, so people can get an understanding of I was trying to relate it to where they're at and what, you know, what, where they might be doing, what they need to be doing in order to mash it all together. Sure. So let, let's start with this. Everybody always loves like, asking me, like, what should, what, how much mar- margin should I be making off of my projects? Like, what's the average? Like, what's the companies, what are other companies making? And I can tell you this, the larger your average job size, the smaller your gross profit usually tends to be. Yeah. But as a result, since you have such big jobs, the lower your overhead usually is as well. So in trades, if you have, say, a junk removal company or a moving company or a window cleaning company, you have probably a pretty small average job size, a couple hundred bucks, maybe a thousand you know, at, on, on the top end, which also means you need a pretty high gross profit margin, nearing 50 to even 60%. So those are kind of the metrics for those types of businesses. And in doing that, you can pay for your you know, caller who has to sit there and take phone calls and schedule jobs all day. You can pay for all your trucks to be routed all day. You can pay right. for all the minutia of all these projects having to all just go boom, 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 right? It's a lot of work, but you need that type of a margin to be able to sustain that. If you're on the flip side, if you're a custom home builder and your average job size is 500,000 to 2 million, you don't need much. You need a project manager to manage those projects. And if you're subbing everything out, maybe a bit of an advertising budget and a, and a vehicle, 
Right. That's about it. Yeah. So you need to make, say, between you know, 18 and 25% margins off of the projects that you're doing. And that's sustainable. And that's okay. And if you're in the middle road, so you're charging, you know, twenty to hundred thousand or twenty to eighty thousand dollars in average job sizes, um, you usually make between like thirty to forty-five percent, somewhere in the middle range, mm-hmm. right? So everyone, I can't give an exact answer for for industry because everyone is a little bit different, but that's yeah. generally the trend I've seen. We have about two hundred fifty companies we manage right now, and I see it. It's 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 actually very interesting. It's average job size that dictates their gross profit margins almost more than anything else. We interrupt this podcast today to talk to you very quickly about Tradey Web Guys content creation program. That program has been designed specifically for trade-based organizations as a way that you guys as trade business owners can start creating content that enables you to engage better with your customers and your potential customers. It will enable you to build trust and build rapport because what you're doing is you're investing in educating them. Biggest problem that we see with our customers today is that they're not regularly updating their websites. And that's a problem because first of all, the search engines are looking for that. And second of all, potential customers are also looking for it. Trady Web Guys content creation program has been specifically designed to help you get regular relevant content on your website consistently every month. We know that it's hard when you're out there on the tools and we know that sometimes you don't always have the time to be able to do these things yourself. So we're taking it off your hands for you. It's a service that we're offering for you guys. We want to make sure that you're getting this done because we know how important it is. Anyway, head across to tradywebguys.com.au forward slash content, fill in the form and one of our representatives will come back to you. I think it's one of the biggest disconnects is people not understanding what they what they need to be charging in order to be profitable, in order to be profitable on paper because I mean they, like you're right like people all of a sudden wow I was now all of a sudden I've got 60 bucks in my pocket where I was getting 20 an hour but like not understanding where that money goes and where you need to be spending it it, it, it can cripple you it, it happened to me when I started my business I just even the basic things like uh, allocating the right amount of money for tax you know things like that like that was <laughs> it was a it was a painful lesson this took me a long time to recover from but just I didn't have, any, didn't have any understanding of it. I didn't know gross profit margin. I had a terrible accountant who didn't teach me anything. Like just, you know, I didn't educate myself in the right areas and all this kind of stuff. And then you go back and you finally get the right education. You look at your profits or what you're charging. And you're like, no wonder I'm going under here. Like I just, I, I, <laughs> I'm crippling myself. No one to blame but me. A lot of people also wonder how much should I be making net? And this does vary, but I see pretty much everyone that, that's running a successful business, somewhere between the 10 and 20% net. So a lot of the times, you know, big builders, 10% net's fine, but they're doing high revenue numbers, right? Um, small little you know, window cleaning companies, maybe closer to the 20% net. And that, that actually, just so everyone knows too, that's after paying yourself a reasonable salary to manage what you're doing in the company. Right. So it'd be 20% net or 10 to 20% net. And in, in that kind of calculation, if you're sitting at your business and trying to figure out, are you charging enough? Are you making enough? As you grow the business, are you overspending? Use some of those barriers to start to make some of those decisions. Because if you're making 0% profit every single year, and you're barely even able to like hire an administrator or a project manager to work for you, and it's costing you so much you can't make any on the bottom line, there's a problem in that. That equation doesn't make sense. Do not grow that business because the bigger you grow it, the bigger you're going to build a hole. Right. And so I know this all sounds great in theory, blah, blah, blah. 
but I know that if you don't have some sort of tool to help you track this sort of stuff, then it's, you're pushing shit uphill. Now, I know you've got an awesome spreadsheet that you've made available to all the listeners out there, which you guys can all get through the show notes, which does help you track this kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And there's also, um, I'm pretty sure as well, you've left behind an example of it and a video which teaches people how to use it. Go and check them out, guys, because it's all in there. It's basically all the, um, all the stuff that Danny um, has left behind, which can help you with your profit tracking and planning spreadsheets, blah, blah, blah. I know you use that same spreadsheet, right, Danny, for your business? Totally. Uh, and, and your clients using it? Totally. It's super simple. You punch in the job name, you punch in the revenue, you punch in how much you spent on materials, labor, and subs. It tells you how much you spent percentage-wise on each one of those sides of the business, how much you profited, and then it automatically tallies it up and tells you how much total all the jobs are and what the average is for all the jobs in total. And what we get a lot of our clients to do is build a budget. So we say, we start with actually the previous year. How was your previous year? How much did you spend on labor, subs, material? What was your percentage of labor, your percentage of subs, your percentage of profit, gross profit off the job? Cool. What's your goal for next year? A lot of them will say, hey, you know, labor was at 42%. We'd love it get, to get it down to like 39 next year. So we're trying to take labor down by 3%. And as all these jobs are getting punched in, we're like, hey, you're at 41%. It's not quite 39, but we can see it coming down a little bit. Let's see what projects contributed to that and which ones went over. And we can start to hone in on where the problem actually is and where the opportunities actually are. Is this a estimating issue because we didn't book the job for enough work or enough hours? Is it, or is this a production issue and we're not having the guys be productive enough? And we can problem solve job by job what to do versus waiting to the end of the year and asking the accountant, like, did we make money? Right? Mm-hmm. You can't do much at that time. But if you do it job by job, you can make changes in your estimating. You can make changes in the people you're working with. You can make changes in the way you train your people actively every single job you go do. So in order for this to work, am I right in saying that the guys that are listening to this that want to, want to get more clarity around this thing, you need to have some sort of uh, cloud bookkeeping software, QuickBooks, Zero. Um, ideally, yes, you should. If you don't, I, funny enough, I used to do this without any of that when I first started my painting business. I would literally, um, so I was a painting company, but every time I go order paint, we'd use a PO number. So every paint can had a, cu- a customer number or a customer name attached to it. Yeah. So I could, at the end of the month, ask them for all my paint spends and it organized by customers. And I could see how much we spent by customer. My labor, I had all of my guys write down their hours on the back of the um, work, work contract. So every, every uh, job site had a work contract. And on the back, it had Monday to Friday hours. They would type their hours in there. And so I could pay them, but I could also allocate their specific hours to that specific job. And then I just used those two to be like material, labor, you know, whatever I invoiced them. And there we go. Okay. <laughs> in its simplest form, right? So yes, you know, if you have you know, QuickBooks involved or Zero involved, you can get a lot more accurate with a lot of this stuff. But at least if you have none of that and you're like, well, I'll, you know, I need to do this tomorrow, then you can. That's how you do it. Payroll, all, this kind of, all these kind of things. Are there tools or programs that you would recommend for that? Or again, it's just not, are we overcomplicating it? Just, just um, yeah, yeah, like we use Wave Accounting. There's a lot of them out there. There's Busy Busy is a good time tracking app. Obviously, T-Sheets I've recommended in the past. There's a few of them out there that work really well. I, I'm a big believer in uh, QuickBooks. It's kind of the gold standard, say, in North America. I know Zero in Australia is much more kind of like the thing out there. And that's totally awesome. Like it's, I'd say it's very powerful as well. Um, having a financial software, aka QuickBooks and and Zero, is square one. Yeah. From there, having a time tracking or payroll management app would be kind of piece two. 
And those two things together can kind of give you what you need. Yeah, fantastic. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know. Do we even really need to go go into this much more? I mean, at the end of the day, it's about having analytics over your, you know, understanding your data. And you've basically left behind a tool for guys to get that if you want it. So you can head across to the resource section, uh, the sitechat.com forward slash resources. You can find Danny's um, the VT Academy form there, fill it out, uh, and you'll get access to all of his stuff. So it doesn't get much more simple than that. Um, Danny's going to drop a few more um, resources in the, um, the Dropbox folder where that stuff lives. And you sort it. So is there anything else? (laughs) No, just like at the end of the day, like we've talked a lot, we've talked about a lot. Um, If you've been listening to most of these uh, sessions that uh, Matt and I have been going through, we're here to basically make this stuff pretty real. So we've given you guys a lot of the tools to get started with it. Um, For a lot of our contractors um, to really make, you know, a business plan that makes sense, to get an organizational structure in place where all your staff have goals and they're slowly trying to achieve those goals and you're helping them every single week, you know, go out, go out there and, hit or miss on what they're doing, setting up employment agreements and bonus structures, getting a good recruiting campaign and good interview process in place, setting up a way to know your books every single week and how to make decisions off of your books and having all that add up on a dashboard to really do that well. um, We work with a ton of contractors. Now, we're in North America, so the biggest challenge we have with Australia is your guys' time zone difference. (laughs) But (laughs) we do have an accent, yeah. We'll we'll say A and we'll talk about poutine and toques. (laughs) But uh, if you can get past that, and uh, we do now have sessions that will work better for Australian time, um, we should be able to help a couple of you out there listening. And our ideal client really, I'd say, is somebody who is usually between a million and 10 million in revenue, and they're trying to figure out how to take things to the next level. They're trying to implement all the systems we've been talking about, but they're doing it on their own. And they're just kind of listening to this podcast, trying you know, a few tools from here, talking to their accountant, downloading some stuff off Google, like We've created about a million dollars worth of templates and forms and how-to manuals uh, for you. So you don't have to create anything for yourself. We've created how-to videos to go along with it. We've got 16 industry coaches that work you through this entire process. And um, it's pretty incredible. And so if you're listening to a lot of this and you're like, this is good, but like, I just need to go do it now. We are masters of implementation and we will help this become very real. Um, it takes work still, but it's, it's what we do. And as I was just say, worst case scenario, go across, check out the, the information they've left behind, click on the calendar link and just have a conversation and just see where it goes. I mean, that's not going to cost you anything, right? Except for a bit of your time. And if you're not willing to invest that, then good luck to you. Um, <clears throat> so head across to the show notes where you can get access to all that stuff. Uh, go check out the stuff that BTK and me do. They're absolutely brilliant. Danny, this series, as always, has been an absolute ripper. Scaling your business from 500,000 to 5 million is what we've called it. First episode was building your one page strategic plan. The second episode was structuring your company for maximum productivity. The previous episode was how to generate rockstar employee applications. And we've just wrapped up maximizing gross profit in your business. You can find um, Get Hold of BT Academy through uh, btacademy.com um, and they're at BT Academy across most of the social avenues uh danny's in the facebook community too guys so if you want to head across there and ask him any questions um he's always in there and answering so mate thank you very much for your time once again awesome app talk to you later we'll uh, wrap this up and um yeah look forward to hearing your feedback guys ciao thank you for listening to another episode of toolbox talks if you're liking what you hear then you can head across to the siteshed.com where you can join our community by signing up to our toolbox talks uh, you'll get sent a weekly notification which is basically a highlight of everything that we've spoken about during that week along with any other industry news that may be relevant or specific to the trades
If you're enjoying the show, you can head across to iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud where you can leave us a review. Uh, That would be fantastic, and all the reviews get read out in the show. Uh, Likewise, if you have any friends or colleagues that you think would benefit from the show and the, the episodes that we create, then please go ahead and share it with them. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Please, if you did, head across to iTunes and leave us a review. We would very much appreciate that. Anyway, if you are a project-based trade business and you work in solar or bathroom renovations or kitchen renovations or roofing or something along those lines, and you would like to see some of the results that we've been showcasing in our marketing on for your business, thousands of percent return on ad spend, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, 13,000% return on ad spend, please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. That's tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. It will be well worth the conversation and I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.